Welcome to the Marriage Steps Podcast for developing a long-lasting, happy relationship is the status symbol to achieve. And following my six marriage steps is a path to help get you there. The six steps are establishing a covenant foundation, owning your brokenness, learning to share power, developing emotional attachment, cultivating sexual fireworks, and staying in love. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, licensed psychologist and marriage counselor. If you believe in this podcast and want to help me keep it on the air, please consider becoming a monthly supporter by going to patreon.com forward slash marriage steps. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash marriage steps. Depending on your level of support, you'll receive a public thank you from me on the podcast, a free marriage training module of your choice, or two free tickets to my next total marriage refresh seminar coming up February 22nd in Denver, Colorado. Today, I'm going to respond to a few questions that I've received recently. I'm going to respond to three different questions, and I invite you to message me your questions. I want to be a resource for you, so you can email me, you can message me on Facebook or Instagram, uh, but feel free to send your questions my way, and then I'll do my best to respond back to them on the podcast. So when I respond back to these questions, I always like to remove the actual names and locations of the people to protect your confidentiality, to protect your identity. So I make up the names, and so if you do send me a message, I'm not going to reveal your actual name on the podcast. So here's question number one. How do you propose getting along with your in-laws who clearly don't like you? This is from Sarah in Denver, Colorado. So how do you propose getting along with your in-laws who clearly don't like you? First thing I would suggest, Sarah, if you haven't already, is to be able to sit down with you and your husband and your in-laws and talk through what you're feeling about how you don't feel like they like you. Perhaps that's accurate. Perhaps there's been something done in the past that they resent. Perhaps it's their issue that they're projecting onto you and they're being judgmental. Who knows what it is? But the first step, if you haven't tried this, is I would recommend sitting down and trying to talk it out, trying to get to the root, trying to really understand why are they treating you this way? What's the cause? What's going on? A lot of times just speaking it out and talking it through can resolve any type of hidden resentments or tension or frustrations that may have been building up that haven't been talked through. So that's step number one. And if your in-laws are reasonable people, then a lot of times that step is enough and that will be enough to resolve the tension. If that's not enough and you try to have that conversation or they won't even have that conversation and you feel like they're continually mistreating you, now it's time for your spouse to get involved. And your spouse should be the one that's going to his parents and and saying, you know, what's happening? Why are you treating my wife this way? And for him to stand up for you and for him to be that voice for you. And if that doesn't change things, then normally the next step is for your husband to cease all contact with his parents until their behavior towards you changes. Because a lot of times what will happen is if the in-laws don't like you, someone in your husband's shoes will continue to have a relationship with them despite them mistreating you. And that just enables the bad behavior. And so if you've tried to have a sit-down talk with them 
and that hasn't worked. And if your husband has tried to confront his parents about their behavior towards you and that hasn't worked, the next step usually is for your husband to cease all contact with his parents until their behavior changes and they're ready and willing to be respectful towards you. And that will get their attention. And that will make you and your husband a unified front against the in-laws. So that's what I'd recommend. If you don't do that, if you don't come to that third step, this dynamic can continue for decades where you feel like the in-laws are rude to you or they're snarky or they're passive aggressive. So it normally needs to come to something like I'm suggesting for it to change the system. Otherwise, their behavior gets enabled. The next question is an interesting one, and this is from Janelle in Kansas, and she says, my husband and I have been married for 30 years, and both of us are interested in a threesome with another female. What's your opinion on this? So this is a very interesting question, and some of you may have this question. Some of you may have this fantasy of a threesome, and there's a lot of different views on this, on bringing someone else into the bedroom, and I'm not here to tell you what to do from a moral perspective. That's going to be your call between you and your spouse and what morals and what value system you have as a couple. So I'm not here to cast judgment or to speak my values into your marriage. But what I am here to do is tell you what the risks are involved and what my thoughts are on the topic. First thing I would explore, Janelle, is what's causing the desire. What's causing the desire for a threesome? Is it because you and your husband have lost your spark in the bedroom? Is it because your needs aren't being met in the bedroom? Is it because you have some hidden resentments together in your relationship and you're looking for an escape or something to spice it up? I would start with what the root cause is of why you both desire this. Because a lot of times if you work on the root causes of that desire, that desire goes away. So perhaps it's just a matter of you working on, you and your husband working on your sexual relationship in your bedroom and making that more exciting, making having more variety around that, making that more pleasurable for both of you. And when that's accomplished, this desire for a third person may go down quite a bit. The main risk of having someone else come into your bedroom is you may fall in love with them. You may fall in love with them. Your husband may fall in love with them. They may become a better lover. And so now you are comparing them to your partner. And I've seen this happen. I've worked with couples where this has happened, where the one partner wanted to bring in a third person, and they did. And then lo and behold, they fell in love with them. And it turned into an ongoing affair, and it eventually destroyed the marriage. So that's the risk, is that you can develop feelings for this third person, and it can turn into a comparison if they become a better lover than your partner, then all sorts of problems can happen. So it's your choice, Janelle. It's up to you and your husband, whatever you choose. But as long as you're making that informed choice of what the risks are involved with it. Okay, the next question is from Jennifer from Dallas. And again, I'm camouflaging the actual identity and name and locations. Uh, she says, can you give me some advice about how to salvage a marriage? We fight over the pettiest thing, and whether it's my fault or his fault, his anger is too much for me to handle. The name-calling, the insults, and him laying his hands on me without hesitation or thinking twice or deep remorse after the fight makes me afraid, and I just want to walk out of our marriage. 
Thank you so much, and I hope you keep my identity anonymous. Thank you again. Okay, so this is a serious issue. No one should ever lay their hands on you, period, ever. And if that's happening in your conflicts or for any reason in your marriage, if one partner is becoming physically abusive, there needs to be a restraining order and a separation. That is never okay. So Jennifer, I would recommend you having a separation and getting a restraining order on your husband. And you need to have support in place. And so I would recommend you calling the National Domestic Violence Hotline. And that number is 1-800-799-7233. Again, that's 1-800-799-7233. When you talk with them, you can talk through your situation, your concerns, if you were to get a separation or your concerns, if you were to get a restraining order, and they can walk you through the steps and what they would recommend and resources they can provide. But that is unacceptable. Physical abuse is unacceptable. Any type of abuse in a marriage is unacceptable. So that's something that no one should tolerate. And normally that gets worse. So the fact that your husband is not having any remorse or thinking twice about putting his hands on you That's highly concerning. So that's someone who has done it so much that their heart has become hardened. And most likely, your husband was probably abused growing up. And that's what usually happens. When someone is abused growing up, they become callous towards that type of behavior, and then they repeat the behavior. Most often, abusers become abusers. Not all the time. But those who don't receive treatment and healing for their past abuse are at high risk for repeating the abuse. So it's a red flag that your husband is not only doing this, but then that he's showing no remorse. So that is a scary situation and you need safety and your kids need safety. If he hasn't acted out towards your kids, that's usually a matter of time as well. So I highly recommend you considering a separation, a restraining order. If those two things are in place and your husband cares about you, and cares about keeping the family together, the ideal response from him would be to do whatever it takes to heal his pattern of behavior. So that's going to require anger management classes, treatment around his abusive tendency, anything and everything that he can do to show you he's working on those issues. And then and only then should you start giving him a little bit of a chance by limited time together to see if the treatment is working and to see if he is a changed person. So this is a massive trust breach. And so you don't want to just assume he's better and then you move back in with him. So even if you have that restraining order, you have that separation and he's receiving treatment, the rebuilding of trust needs to go very slow. So you would slowly let him back into your life at that point if you even choose to if he's seeming to be sincere and doing all he can to repair the damage that he's done. So you want to slowly give him chances to rebuild that trust if he's earning it. But again, that number is 800-799-7233, and I highly recommend that you call that, Jennifer. Thank you for listening to the Marriage Steps podcast. If you enjoyed the episode today, please subscribe, click the five stars, leave a review, and tell your family and friends about it. For more marriage resources, go to my website, drwyattfisher.com. 
That's D-R-W-Y-A-T-T-F-I-S-H-E-R.com. And be sure to follow me at facebook.com forward slash Dr. Wyatt Fisher or on Instagram at Dr. Wyatt Fisher. Also, if this podcast has made a positive impact on you and your marriage, please let me know. My phone or my email is info at drwyattfisher.com. Also, be sure to email me any topics you want me to cover and any questions you want me to answer. And remember, your marriage is alive. If you care for it, it will thrive. And if you don't, it will die. The choice is up to you. Take care.